We just finished week two of the 2024 NCAA season. Stanford has taken the lead in the standings. The Sooners continue their 17-year streak without a loss on home turf. And we have nine new qualifiers to Winter Cup. I'm Kinsley. I'm the host of Neutral Deductions, a podcast all about men's gymnastics. And we're getting into everything that happened in week two, so stay tuned. This is the Neutral Deductions podcast. Men's gymnastic news, coverage, and analysis. Hosted by Kinsley Beal. Stanford opened the 2024 season as the four-peat national champions that they are with their highest opening score since 2017 with a 413.8. They were led by two-time world team member Asher Hong, who has taken a different approach to the Olympic year than those competing at Michigan. So he went ahead and competed the all-around, and he won with an 84.850, and he also won three event titles. His world team member Koi Young also competed on four events and took home a top score on Pommel Horse where he won a world silver medal last year. With incredible depth, Stanford only fielded two all-arounders. National team member Taylor Burkhart also put up a strong performance in the all-around with an 83.250. He got second place at the Cal Benefit Cup, but also it was the second highest all-around score of the year thus far. Burkhart also took home the event title on vault, but it should be noted that his teammates Asher Hong and Koi Young did not compete their full difficulty on vault. Stanford ended up sweeping the event titles with junior Ian Lasik-Ellis taking the highest score of the meet on high bar. And for Cal, while there were no event titles for the host team, there still were some highlights. So Tyler Shimizu took third on floor with a personal best of 14.0 and Noah Sano took third on vault. Interestingly, Stanford and Cal will have a rematch at Stanford on Saturday, January 27th, which will be a Winter Cup qualifier. Moving on to Windy City, the University of Michigan took on Illinois and Simpson. The University of Michigan came from behind to take the win away from Illinois. The highlight for the Wolverines came from Javier Alfonso's career-high 15.1 on still rings that earned him Big Ten Honors of the Week. Illinois also put up a strong performance on ring, and they had a big score from reigning national champion Ashton Anaya. However, their strong start was not enough to cover up a rough parallel bar rotation. So when talking about Illinois' meet, head coach Daniel Ribeiro said it was really great to see Tate Costa's hard work paying off, winning the all-around, and earning a spot for Winter Cup. So in addition to winning the all-around, Illinois had two athletes be able to take home event titles. So Connor McCool took the floor title, and Logan Myers grabbed the win on high bar. Simpson ended up taking fourth place in the meet. They took fourth place behind Jim Axe Washington, but they were ahead of Northern Illinois. Freshman Jake Smith broke a new program record and became the first athlete in program history to ever break a 13 on high bar. The Storm are inching closer with every meet to reach the 70 barrier on vault. Their 68.150 was the highest total to date on the event. So like I mentioned earlier, Windy City was a Winter Cup qualifier, and based on the all-around results, Tate Costa from Illinois, Rithik Puri from Michigan, and Jordan Kovach, who is a former Illinois gymnast, will end up qualifying to the 2024 Winter Cup in Louisville later this year. Now, there were several athletes who ended up competing a high enough D score to earn a petition spot to Winter Cup. We don't exactly know how many petition spots are going to be available right now. Currently, there are two, but some other athletes may choose to drop out. Some athletes may be selected to go compete at Cotbus Cup, which is happening simultaneously with Winter Cup, and so there may be room for more petitions. But based on D-score right now, we know that Connor McCool from Illinois, Brandon Ding from Illinois, 
and Ashton and Naya from Illinois meet that D score requirement and they will put likely put in petitions. And then Javier Alfonso from Michigan and Krubold from Michigan will also be able to put in petitions as individual event specialists. Neutral Deductions is your exclusive gymnastics news platform focused entirely on men's gymnastics. To show your support, please subscribe to Neutral Deductions' YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. the way over across the country to the West Point Open. This was another Winter Cup qualifier where Penn State won their 10th straight West Point Open. They had a really high level of difficulty and they did end up competing without their star Joshua Carnes. The Nittany Lions hit 80% of their routines and are currently ranked fifth in the country. Senior Michael Artlip won the meet with the third highest all-around score in the country. He performs a butterfly or a tong fei, which was certainly one of the highlights of the meet. It's a skill that we also see from Illinois' Connor McCool. Nate Warren was the other event winner for Penn State, and uh, across the two days of competition, the graduate student ended up notching a 14 on day two and earned his first ever event title. Navy was right on the heels of Penn State, and they had no falls on pommel horse. And three midshipmen excelled on night two of competition, bringing home gold on floor, on parallel bars, on high bar. Army placed third in their season opener, so Jaden Blank, who is a freshman for Army, he placed second in the all-around and ended up calling a spot to Winter Cup, and his teammates Franco Perano took home top honors on vault, and several of the other Army gymnasts took home several uh, second places. So Springfield and William & Mary also competed at this meet. They were fourth and fifth. Peyton Creamer of Springfield was the only D3 gymnast on the podium to win an event, and he won pommel horse. And Sam Lee was the top finisher of any athlete from William and & Mary, and he got a fourth place on parallel bars. Moving down south, there was OU versus Air Force at home, and Oklahoma was right on the heels of Stanford, only two-tenths difference between the two teams, so they're going to be ones to watch for sure. The win at home continues Oklahoma's massive streak of home victories dating back to 2007. The Sooners lead the nation on vault after tallying a massive 72.1, and Emery Dodonley ended up claiming that event title, as well as floor and high bars. So Taz Haju and Colin Flores won still rings and parallel bars. Oklahoma didn't end up sending anyone for the all-around lineup, so they didn't have anyone competing there. So all of those spots were won by Air Force gymnasts, led by Eric Upton. And then Patrick Hoops won pommel horse with a fall. This was an event that most people were looking forward to because you were going to have Ignacio Yakers at Oklahoma versus Patrick Hoops at Air Force. Both of them have 6'4 to 6'5 difficulty, and they both ended up falling. But they had so much difficulty um, that they both ended up placing really well, and Patrick Hoops did come away with that win. The final meet of this week was Ohio State versus Greenville at Ohio State. And Ohio State took the win as well as four event titles, and they were led by sophomore Caden Spencer, who took home parallel bar and high bar titles, which earned him Big Ten honors this week. Greenville started off a little bit rough. They had lots of falls, but they ended up hitting 100% of their routines in the final four rotations for a new program best score of 387.350. And for the second week in a row, Greenville took home event titles on floor and vault with Michael Avery and Logan Watterson, respectively. Neutral Deductions recently launched this year and is entirely funded by listener contributions. If you'd like to support the show and help promote men's gymnastics, 
kindly consider making a donation through the PayPal link provided in the show notes. All donations are greatly appreciated. Thank you. Now, not NCAA news, but a little bit of news from the Beach Boss Invitational, which was another one of the Winter Cup qualifiers. So ASU competed there, and they took home the top score of that meet and also of the week for Gym Act, where Jackson Harrison took home the highest score on floor. ASU is currently leading the nation on floor, still rings, and vault for Gym Act. Now, right on their heels are the Minnesota Gophers, and the former NCAA team certainly put in a strong performance at the Iowa Gym Act Invitational, beating both Iowa and KC United. Washington rounds out the top three this week with a 303.050, and they have the highest high bar total of the conference. Only 10 of the 15 teams have competed, and the Rocky Mountain Mavericks will begin their campaign this coming weekend at the Rocky Mountain Open. Now, for your final Winter Cup qualifiers, if you've been following along on my social media or on my website, you will have seen that Ian Gunther did compete, but he did not designate Beach Boss Invitational as his competition for qualifying because he had been ill. Even though he won the meet, he is not officially qualified for Winter Cup yet. So the three athletes that qualified from the Beach Boss Invitational are Evan Hymanson, Ian Sandoval, and Austin Paget. I did also want to take a moment and mention that Solon Chiati qualified to Winter Cup out of the West Point Open. He is not currently an NCAA athlete, so he doesn't show up on those NCAA lists, or if you're on Road to Nationals looking for the top scores, you're not going to see him there, but he was the third qualifier out of the West Point Open. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's been listening to this podcast. We've received about $450 in donations thus far to help cover my travel to meet so that I can provide better men's gymnastics coverage. It really does help. So if you have PayPal or Stripe and are able to financially contribute, it allows us to bring better coverage to men's gymnastics all around the globe. If you don't have the financial resources to do so, another way that you can support the podcast is by liking and subscribing and by leaving a review. Having more reviews lets people find this podcast and learn more about men's gymnastics. That's all for this week. Stay tuned for the week three preview for the NCAA season.